Have you ever contemplated your soul's journey through this lifetime? I mean, really contemplated it. Like, what the heck am I doing here? Have I had past lives? What are they? What about soul connections? Do I have a soulmate? A twin flame? Any of those kind of things? Like, can I figure it out? What's my life about? And does it really matter anyway? What am I doing here? Well, if you've ever pondered questions like these, I hope to give you even more questions to ponder by the time we're done. Today, I want to talk to you about the soul's journey. I hope you enjoy our time together. You are listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to follow me on my social media platforms, that would be great. Also, I do have a YouTube channel where I teach a lot of additional information. That is um, Constance Mesmer. And these podcasts are being converted to a visual experience as well. You can find them there. Thanks for joining me. If you're like me, you've been pondering your life for some time now. <laughs> I can so relate. I think it was in my 20s when I began looking at my numerology and my astrology to, you know, try to figure out and find answers. And I started looking into um, the I Ching and throwing cards of animal wisdom and tarot to kind of help give me direction. And it was always because I knew there was more to life than what meant my experience externally, because internally I was having... <laughs> a lot of experiences from a very, very, very young age. I'd say consciously around three was when I started having some, wow, where am I? Like real perceptions outside of my body and witness self experiences at a very young age. And these were just flashes, glimmers that would kind of come in and out of my experience when I was quite young. But as I grew older, I was like, what is going on here? Now, meanwhile, too, I would also just be, <laughs> you know, a normal kid and run around and have fun with friends and everything. But I just remember in my 20s, when we often really ponder what's our greater purpose, you know? it was in my 20s that I really started digging deeper. And so it was no surprise that by the end of my 20s, my mystical experiences were hitting me full force. And I really was coming face to face with my own soul path in life. I love all those tools of divination, you know, <laughs> looking at, um, I don't think numerology and astrology are tools of divination. I think more of cards, throwing cards, the I Ching, tarot, whatever, runes, love runes, um, to help kind of guide me. When really, all the while, my soul inside, that part of us that has got that deep wisdom, was always going, you don't really need these. But I was always like, yeah, I know, but it's visual fun. And it's confirmation of what I already know. Or maybe a different take. Because sometimes we have a prism of our own reality, but that prism can sometimes become a prison of our reality, right? If we believe other people over our own inner divine wisdom, our own inner wise self, our own higher self awareness, 
And what I've learned along the way is the value of being aware of my feelings and my needs to keep aligned with myself, you know, to keep in alignment with who I am and what I'm about and not be really waylaid by other people's kind of take on me. That's why to me, it's really important to have that contemplation time and that touch tone to our feelings about, you know, how does this resonate with me? That might be their truth, but is it my truth? But also too, it's been important in my life to really be aware of my witness self, to really pull back and notice like, why are you making these decisions if it feels uncomfortable or what's happening in this moment and tuning into my own higher self-awareness and using my own soul awareness that we've already gone through all those soul awarenesses um, to help guide my life and tune into spirit and tune into the great abundance of help as it is beyond and outside of me and within me. These have all been helpful in my life to understand my own soul's journey. And I wonder if it's the same for you. I've mentioned before that I'm a big fan of looking at astrology and looking to find where our North node is. What are the lessons that we've come to learn? Because they do come knocking, right? And also what's up in the mid heaven, the top of the chart in regards to, you know, greater kind of career and putting yourself out on out into the planet and, you know, what your work is about that kind of really works with your soul. I admire really good astrologers that can weave all the webs and the lines of someone's chart and my chart in particular, when I'm going for a session to help me understand, you know, sometimes it's a, this too shall pass or this is coming up, pay attention, or you came in with these ways of being. And so naturally your proclivity is going to be shying away from such and such when the greater lesson is to lean into it and move forward with it. So, um, I just think for me, it's been helpful to have the astrology, especially in regards to that North node and the South node, the South is our past where we've come from. My work is my South nodes, 12,000. It's all spirit. <laughs> it's all meditation. I'm sure I've lived countless lifetimes in contemplation and meditation. And so I'm fully armed coming into this incarnation on how that works. Right. And so I, that's why I offer it as part of my work to you, but in my own personal life, my work is to really, um, not only do that, but also to experience life in the body and, um, be involved in my family life. And this is not easy, but I think that while I've worked on people that have come to me for healing sessions or at troubled times in their life and they want reads, the reoccurring pattern, especially when I'm working with the karmic chakra, looking at ancient pasts and current life and the balance of all is this whole, um, sadness that comes up for them or depression when they're disengaged from their self and their true self. So sometimes beyond my work, I would offer that they get astrology reads or get their numerology done or Enneagram done or whatever resonates with them, right? To kind of give them a roadmap. I call these our spiritual portfolios, really. 
that's our spiritual portfolio. I think it's beneficial in life to help guide you. I have to say my left hand is getting so hot right now. <laughs> it's because I'm also asking spirit. I thought I was going to do a, a, an episode that was specifically on your spiritual portfolio. And so I'm like, you're giving me this cue card to tell them about the spiritual portfolio, but am I supposed to read it now? I mean, it's coming up for me to say it. So I'm going to bring it up and spirit and I are like internally laughing back and forth while I'm saying all of these words to you, <laughs> you know, Jesus talk about being in two places at once and sometimes three. So I think that we have these, um, you know, we're stardust. We're made of starlight. We are, we are, we are, we are. And of course, I firmly believe, of course, we are affected by the moon and the stars and the planets. And we are incredibly connected to each other and energetically connected to each other. So sometimes it's fun to get an astrology read on um, your connection to someone significant in your life or someone that you have issue with in your life to see what's 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 that about i think that's always fascinating too i think that um in my work and when i help people through their struggles because i'm not an astrologer um i look at the energy of their pattern in their soul when i work on their energetic body to see where are they headed and where have they come from and I work this way as intentions, but you can do this too in your own meditation and contemplation time, just with setting the intention to connect to your highest truth and to find out where am I headed? What are my great lessons in this life? And, you know, what are my great strengths that I've brought in that I might need to embrace more? I especially think that when we're doing that deep contemplation time to kind of splunk <laughs> our own soul and this life experience, this soul path for this life. Now you have to realize that, um, any, in any internal bias that you have will prevent you from being a true truth seeker. So you have to notice kind of, um, maybe some belief patterns that you have that might be holding you back. You know, this might be kind of from past lives that you brought in with you or from family of origin or from experiences from your childhood that you brought forward. And these uh, like way of looking at your life might get in the way when you sit with yourself and explore your own soul. Now, for me, it just becomes the greater question of, you know, help me be aware of the highest truth. Let me be connected to the highest truth that can come to my awareness. You know, keep me clear and keep my ego out of it. Remember that old saying that I led you through a while back? That's still important, you know, because it really is about stepping out of our own way so that we can be presented with the gifts that our soul wants to teach us. And because it's our personality, our consciousness, our day-to-day -day consciousness that we're trying to kind of put a, put to the side as we allow our higher self connection, 
to lead us down the path of our soul's truth, it's important to understand and recognize that if we have internal bias, this might, mm, I want to say block some of the information that potentially could come through. So when we're leaning into spirit and asking for spirit's assistance, and sometimes we get the answer of you're not ready to have the answer. It could be because we are biased or because we're preventing the truth from coming through in one way or another. And as I've told you before, whenever I get a no answer, or don't get the answer to my question, I always ask spirit, well, what do I need to know so that I can release any blocks to get to the highest truth? And this is also why I've taught you already that you're going to use clear sensation. You know, how does it feel when you get information from your soul or your higher self when you're leaning into your meditation time and an awareness comes to you? Or when you're turning to spirit and you're getting answers from spirit, how does the information feel? You know, does it feel warm and inviting and drawn and you know connected or is it that you're having issue because the truth is kind of uncomfortable to face and you don't want to cry i can't tell you how many times i've cried in my meditation sessions when i'm asking please give me insight to the problem that I'm facing or this hiccup on my soul's journey in this life. You know, many times I've cried because the awareness is not necessarily comfortable to face, whether it's a personality flaw that I have to work through or um, something that I know I have to do, maybe make amends or change my ways or it's a revelation and I'm crying because I can't believe that I'm all that, you know, and we are all that. You are all that. You are all that. I think in meditation time, when we're looking at the soul's path, it's can be equally difficult to hear the, the uncomfortable parts that are um, discouraging and ways we need to change equally uncomfortable to hear the magnanimous parts and the ways that we are beyond what we think we are or beyond who we think we are. So in previous episodes, I've talked to you about soul retrieval to a place of longing, soul retrieval to a place of a virgin, past life vows, childhood promises, past life promises, and karmic debt, all of these having to do with your karmic chakra. There's also another theme that runs through the karmic chakra area, and it has to do with soul contracts. These are also sprinkled through in karmic debts and past life promises as well. It's really when we promise and set up like this next time I come back, you know, I'm going to do something or be with someone. And these soul contracts, when I've worked on people, they could have been set up from prior incarnations as in the next lifetime I come back, I'm going to do this or be with them. But it, they also can come as the um, 
kind of a stamp that we put on in that space between as we're heading into this lifetime and this life full of lessons or this life journey in this incarnation. And I just want to mention with soul contracts, even though I've kind of touched on them before, you know, it's really about um, what works for you. You know, (laughs) is it Shakespeare that said to thine own self be true? You know, what I've realized is that we often might you know, even as a young kid, I used to be like, when I grow up, I'm going to be, you know, a dancer or I'm going <laughs> to, I would watch um, gymnastics. The, we would watch the Olympics and I would be like, I could do that. I'm going to do that when I grow up. This stuff is hard. <laughs> There's no way. But, you know, so same thing comes with soul contracts where you just feel like, oh my God, I just really feel compelled to do something. Or maybe you're exploring past lives and you come across a promise like, oh boy, I said I would do that. Or even with my own, when I sat in meditation and the uh, off-planet beings came to me and said, you said you'd do this. So really, truly, you get to choose, right? It's really about kind of navigating and your own journey and steering your own ship of the, your soul. You get to decide what... Um, works for you. Definitely don't shy away from something that might be uncomfortable, but, but helpful, right? (laughs) Like doing a podcast when you're usually taking one-on-one clients, you know, something like that. (laughs) I, I like, hello. But I think it's just interesting when we sit back and we think, you know, um, like the last time when we were together and I spoke to you about karmic debts. If there's people in our life that we feel like we feel tied to in some way, a soul tie of some sort where we need to release it and move on and clear, you know, this can also look like enabling, right? (laughs) When we're in relationships where we're enabling or where, you know, others are are enabling us and it's really not good for the the soul's growth. And so recognizing those moments when we just need to turn the page in our, in our book of our life and go, okay, time for a new chapter, right? Time for a new experience here because this has outlived its self and I'm not interested anymore. You can always really, truly, this is about your life and your journey. So I just want to make sure that you remember that no matter what you discover when we do meditation time, looking at past lives or this life. So in our next uh, time together in my next episode, I'm going to attempt a guided meditation. You know how I feel about meditations, meditations and yeah, they're whatever. I'm really good when you're right with me sitting in front of me, but I'm going to try to reach out to everybody across the internet ethers. (laughs) And when we go into this guided meditation, I'm going to bring you into your Akashic records. Wahoo! Wahoo! (laughs) And I want you to remember to use every bit of your soul awareness when you're having this experience because it's going to be a guided meditation and I am going to have you visualize. And so, you know, these are all the clairs, the empathic connections, all of these things, claircognizance, you know, when ideas pop in your head, that's how your soul speaks to you, right? And I want you to remember my little mantra, keep me clear and keep my ego out of it, right? This is your wise self 
wants to be in charge here. Not the fearful ego-minded self that's like blocking, putting up roadblocks along the way. And I want you to note, remember the lesson on fear, disbelief, and over eagerness and how those three things can mess up any part of your spiritual development and your psychic unfolding, and especially your meditation and connection time, even with your soul self, even with your wise self, your higher consciousness. So sometimes people have a fear of the experience and so they shut it down or they don't want to see or know because it can be so phenomenal or amazing or just new, right? It can be new. So that's where fear comes in. If you fear the experience because it's um, unsettling in that way, I'm not talking about if you see scary things. I I don't really think you'll see scary things. I'm not not leading you into the scariness. (laughs) Unless you have lifetimes of scary things happening that I can't control that. Also disbelief, like sometimes this work, when we go into a meditation, especially a visualization can be so such on a subtle experience that you don't believe that it's real and accurate. You think you're making it up, (laughs) go with it. Anyway, you're going to use your clear sensation. You're going to use how to how does it feel? Is your heart warm? You're going to ask to make the connection to the highest truth. You're going to recognize if you're having some emotional content come up, right? These are going to help you in your belief factor. It's just going to um, unfold. Gunu. <laughs> I'm so Midwest. It's just going to unfold. And sometimes the thread is so simple that you might discount it or discredit it, but I want you to hold on to it. And just let the experience unfold. And then also, don't forget, you can also ask for signs or more awarenesses um, awarenesses <laughs> to come to you over the course of the week if you stumble into a lifetime. If you're looking at this life or another life and you're like, oh, that's unbelievable. You can say, can you give me signs that I was a, you know, I don't know a king in Egypt or a pharaoh. I guess you'd be a pharaoh in Egypt, right? Or a king in wherever, Italy. I don't know. Did they have kings? Anyway, also over-eagerness can mess it up. And over-eagerness can mess it up if you go in with preconceived notions and think, oh, it's going to, the experience is going to be a specific way And you just have to let it go. You have to let all that stuff go and let the experience be what it's going to be. Don't you dare say, I can't do this (laughs) because that's a roadblock right there. It's like hanging up the phone on your soul. So don't do that. So that's what's going to happen in our next episode together. I'm going to bring you into a guided meditation on the Akashic Records of your life. I wanted to tell you what I know of the Akashic Records. The word Akashic comes from the Sanskrit word Akasha, meaning space or sky or ether. The Akashic records are the book of life. They are believed to contain an energetic imprint of everything that has ever happened, as well as the possibilities of what is to come. They are said to exist in the astral realm, which is the supernatural plane of existence. I access astral all the time and we enter into the astral plane when we tune into our own higher consciousness. It is a mental plane so you can access it through the mind. 
or a shift in consciousness as we do in visualization or guided meditation. These books of life are said to be housed in a library of the Akashic records where everyone's book of life exists. For your own book of life, it contains all of the lifetimes of prior incarnations. I first experienced a guided meditation to access my own Akashic records some time ago, and it was profound and really helpful. I am hoping that in my next episode, when I leave you on a guided meditation, it might be a jumping off point where you can learn to return to the Akashic records of your own experience again and again to help you consider and uncover karmic ties, cosmic connections, soulmates, past life lessons, and all sorts of wonderful information of your own soul's journey. So why are you here? How many past lives have you had? What about any soul connections? And does it really matter anyway? <laughs> These are all questions for you to answer in the journey of your own soul. And I'm hoping that my next segment, a guided meditation to your Akashic records will help you uncover some of those answers, or at least lead you down roads to the path of your own soul's journey. You've been listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.